Hello, welcome to the A to Sigma Sat Center. I'm your host, Rob. And today we're going to be looking at the event results from A to Sigma tournaments from around the world. We're looking at 2,000 point uh, single player events. Uh, and we have, for today, I think we have four countries and we have six events covering 218 players this week, uh, which is really exciting. Uh, we These are all new General's Handbook. All new General's Handbook missions, so that's great. Uh, so all new points, all new General's Handbook, so loads of influences, loads of kind of thoughts that can be taken away from these wins. I'm not going to be going through the four ones today. There's a, a few too many for me to go through today. Uh, so I'm just going to be looking at the five O's or maybe the fours and a draw, or if something uh, pops out and I think is interesting. What I'm really hoping to see today, because we've had a lot of four ones uh, for our Oakenbrow lists. I'm really hoping at some point we see Sylvaneth, maybe an Oakenbrow list, win a tournament. Maybe also see some like Meat Fist Ogres going 4-1 would be great as well. Something like that. I'd like to see Ogres still up there now that the Iron Blasters maybe aren't as good. That would be really good. Hope you enjoy the show and let's get into the different events. First event that we're going to cover is the Alliance Open Masters in the Netherlands where the Dutch live. It was at this beautiful hotel, the Hotel Schlupli, uh, which is going to be the venue for the AOS Worlds event. The AOS Worlds event. Um, and it was uh, in the 5-0 bracket. There were, there, were, there were 52 players. And in the 5-0 bracket, we had two players. We had Mitchell DeBoer, and I hope I'm saying that right. And then we had Paul Priosi. Paul Priosi was running... Um, so these are two 5-0s. Paul Priosi was running... Illumineth Castle, uh, so there you go. <laughs> you know what that you should know what that is now. And if you don't know what that is, please go and check out the Unspoken Game YouTube and you can go find out. Uh, but Mitchell de Boer, now that's the big story I think from the weekend is we've been talking about this a lot on the Stat Center, and he was running the Oakenbrow list for Sylvaneth. He had an Arch Revenant who had the aspect of the champion stubborn as a Rhinox. He had Trelawn Ancient. He had a Warsong Revenant, and then he had a Battle Mage of Gur, obviously. He had a unit of 10 Dryads, 5 Tree Revs, and 2 Tree Lords in his list with Chronomantic Cog, Spite Swarm, Hive. Now, the important part here is that all of it, all of it, if it's a monster, fights in its top bracket unless it's down to its last wound. It heals every turn. There are more heals in the list, like Tree Lord Ancient has got Regrowth. You're able to put down a Wildwood, thanks to the Tree Lord Ancient, and teleport to them and then charge out. And you're going to get pluses to that charge, thanks to Spite Swarm, Hive, and the Battle Mage of Gur which is very, very effective. Then you've got Tree Lord fighting and shooting. The Tree Lords can make you fight last, and they can make it so you can't pile in. And then Durthu is going to go and lift you off the board. Warsong Revenant is not only doing, uh, is not even making it so you get plus one rend. He's also making it so he's doing mortal wounds outrange through that tree as well, thanks to uh, the Spellsinger command trait. And the Battle Mage is giving you pluses to that charge. So loads of strength in this list. Excellent little bit absolutely huge fan of um this going well so now now we're on that kind of like hype train for the oak and brow tree lord list we saw it go 4-1 twice last week we saw it go 4-1 the week before we already did into i've already done an interview with someone who was running all tree lords all the way back in september and that video is available on my patreon right now uh that's simon uh so grubby ungo uh lovely fella so he talks a lot about that tech and how it works and all of those different elements. So it's a great list. And now Mitchell has taken it to a 5-0. The first person I've seen to take it to a 5-0, which is excellent. Sylvaneth also rarely go 5-0. And it's been really nice to see them pivot as an army. 
from trying to make it so that they're doing these Kurnoth Hunter bombs that don't do much to these monsters that are really adding some extra elements to them. Um, so yeah, really, really good. Oh, uh, go Mitchell taking two... T oh, so he also... Mitchell also, thank you to uh, Tom and Jeffrey, who are the organizers of the event, who are both in the chat, uh, telling us that Tom, uh, that Mitchell also went 5-0 with the same list two weeks ago here. So Tree Lord lists, very, very real. The Alliance Open guys run events all the time. Uh, so if you want to go check them out, uh, then just type in Alliance Open Netherlands and try and get yourself over there if you get the chance. Um, uh, and there's a bunch of 4-1s. We have Russell Taylor, Stephen Follows, Dennis Bowmaster, Levy Anan, Nick Frey, Christopher Salemi, and David Rowland, all in the 4-1. One of them... Dennis Bowmaster was running an Ogre More Tribes list with two tyrants in the sub-faction Meat Fist and then four units of six Ogre Gluttons <laughs> and then two units of four Iron Guts doing, the chat have told me, roughly 30 mortal wounds on the charge, which is pretty exciting. So I love that. So congratulations to him. And I hope everyone had a great time at the event. Our next event takes us over to Italy. Italy! To the Gods of War uh, 3 event. And this is our largest event of the week with 84 players happening in Italy. So uh, they have an interesting... This is where it was. Uh, it looks like a very Mediterranean seaside holiday hotel. Uh, I won't lie. I'd like to get myself over there because this looks like a great place to have a little coffee and sit down. Um, but some classic Italian driving there. Uh, one of the road signs has been hit by a car and run over. Uh, I don't know if Italians can or can't drive. That's just meant to be a funny joke. So some Italians are like, hey, Rob, hey, 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 Rob, you bitch. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, the event was uh, won, sorry, won by, um, uh, let me just double check here, Meme Venerzaro from Team Italy with his Slaves to Darkness list. But it does, it does look like on BCP he lost a game, right? So uh, I'm only reading out the 5-0s. So we've got Luca Quinal uh, with his Ineth Deepkin. And we have Frances, Francesco Zella with his uh, Scarlet Doom. Uh, so my apologies to everyone who thinks I shouldn't be doing that. Um, <laughs> uh, right, so the Ineth Deepkin list uh, was from the sub-faction Morphan. It had a Tidecaster, an Achillean Thrallmaster, a Soul Render, and Lotan. Uh, and then it's got two units of 20 Namati Thralls, and then three units of Namati Reavers, and then the Keelian Leviadon. Now, you can get a little bit more in this list now than you could, thanks to the Battlescroll update with the points reduction, especially the big points reduction to the Leviadon. Uh, the interesting thing here is that we haven't seen the Slap King. So this would be an Achillean King um, riding a Deepmere Mount, uh, which would do a load of extra damage. And I actually think that that's very, very interesting. You've ended up with more actual characters, specifically the Thrallmaster, who works really, really well with the Namati Thralls. Uh, you also have Lotan, who's great, because he gives you a plus one to Wound Aura. Um, uh, the Achillean Leviadon is really excellent with uh, the Thralls, because you get plus one save uh, with, the th um, with the Thralls. Thralls are actually... Thralls and Deepkin are wildly difficult to Alpha Strike when there's a Leviadon in the list because you immediately get plus two to your save on the first turn because you get cover and you get plus one save from Leviadon. Um, so they actually can ignore a lot of rend. It's actually pretty cool. And then the Thrallmaster's obviously got the, the start of combat. It's got the ability to choose what effects you're going to do, um, which is really, really good for those Thralls as well. Uh, then you've got the uh, the Soul Render that's going to return more Thralls. I'm almost certain that's what the Soul Render does. Um, and then the Tycaster is your general. Um, uh, yeah, I learned the hard way. Uh, minus one to wound, yeah. Um, so 
uh, yeah, it's really hard. Like you always think I'm going to go over there and beat up those elves and that those pluses to save, they're very tough to alpha, right? Uh, yeah. uh, and then the Tidecaster has also got the Tunnel Master aspect to the champion, which is going to be such a classic right now. I've heard there might be some 3D sculpts available soon um, where you can uh, just have any model be a Tunnel Master, effectively. The Tunnel Caster. Now, the Nighthaunt list that also went 5-0 was called... Uh, was was a Scarlet Doom sub-faction. Wasn't called anything, sorry. Had a Guardian Souls, a Cruel Gas Cruciator, a Lord Executioner, and then two Spirit Torments. Spirit, two, two Spirit Torments, obviously, uh, returning um, those uh, models at the end of combat back to two units. Uh, you got th a unit of 20 Blade Geist Revenants, twice, and then two units of 10 Blade Geist Revenants for a total of 60 Blade Geist Revenants. And then some Banshees, you've got the Anti-Magic Tech, and then three Spirit Hosts. So you're reducing damage down by one from the Cruciator. You are returning models. You're, you have an unrendable save. You have a five up um, ward save. You have a minus one to wound uh, artifact. It's just a very, very tough army to deal with. And then they retreat and charge, so you can't lock them in. And then when they charge you, they reduce your save or your to hit or your to wound. So their combat is really, really effective. The only thing I would say about uh, this list or generally about Nighthorn is that they are slower, but that's not really a problem anymore because, again, if all you're doing is farming points, which is the right way to, to win games, so 20, 25, not 28, um, uh, this is a great army because it hits the midboard in every way that you want. Uh, the, auto the artifact auto-slays a model. Thank you. Thank you very much. The artifact auto-slays a model, this litter. Um, but either way, it's going to reduce a lot of the rend that's coming out. Be quite fun to watch this go into the ogre list with all the mortal wound impact hits. Um, I think that might be a lot of people really rating Nighthaunt this GHB, maybe. Uh, but ogres are going to do a lot of mortal wound impact hits, and that's not going to be great for this army. Uh, but in this particular instance, they went 5-0, uh, and I think that's cool to see. So congratulations to them. And shout out to everyone in Italy. Hope you had a great time and hope the event. Our next event takes us over to the United States of America. And we're going over to Missouri. I don't think I've said that right. Missouri. Uh, probably a Waffle House there that I haven't visited yet, which makes me sad. Uh, run by Laron Roberts. He had 30 players playing at his event. And it was won by Fire Slayers List. Played by Mirigankjar. I'm sorry, I don't know how to say your name. I'm sorry. So that guy. Uh, and uh, he went 5-0 with Fire Slayer's Greyfeard Lodge. Greyfeard? Third? Fiat? Maybe I don't know how to say any words. Fire Slayer's Greyfeard Lodge. Okay. He had Auric Runefather on Magmadroth uh, with the Command Trait Blood of the Berserker, the Artifact, the Draft of Magmoth Ale, and the Magmoth Trait Kohar Ancient, which makes him tough to kill. This is going to be what we call uh, the Slap daddy or king or whatever but he's just a big fighty fire slayer bro or it master and or it rune smiter um uh, he's got curse the or it master which is actually pretty hot for this army and then there's a battlesmith with the norcidian icon uh, and then the aspect of the champion leadership of the alpha this is pretty much always the combo you'll see on a fire slayer's army because leadership of the alpha once per battle allows you to pick a uh, use one of the generic command abilities so rally or redeploy and then do it three times now um, that's pretty awesome, uh, especially on a Battlesmith who's got a 4-up rally on his War Scroll. So when he issues the rally command, he does it on a 4-up. He's also a totem because he's got a big flag. So then that means he does command abilities from 18 inches. So it's three 4-up rallies. Once per battle only, though. Uh, now, 
thankfully, there's no way for anyone to do three, four rallies every every turn. Otherwise, that would be probably a problem in the game. And then there's an Auric Runesome uh, in the list. Then uh, for for his units, he's got 10 Volkite Berserkers and he's got two units of 15 Hearthguard Berserkers. Now, Hearthguard Berserkers are really excellent in close combat. They're really, really powerful. What's really nice about having a... I don't really have a name for this yet. I talked about it on the last Masterclass video. Um, so if you've, got, if you've got to look the Bunker Buster list. But there's something... There's I call it... Def it's not defense in depth, but it's kind of like defense in wounds, especially for armies that can rally really well what i mean by this is is he can take a lot of the front models from a unit so that they're no longer engaged in combat you can't rally if your unit is engaged in combat so if there's something that ends up hitting his hearthguard berserker block and killing a portion of them which is going to be quite tough to do is it quite survivable anyway but when he does do that he can remove models from out of range of three inches so that in the next turn he can do the rally um, so you see this, like, you don't necessarily see this with Stormcast Dragons, it's different. Um, Stormcast Dragons just have, if you have a unit of four, and then you're eventually reduced to one, you get to roll three dice, and any six is a massive return on that command point investment. In this situation, he's given himself the ability to lose a lot of wounds and then start to return those, but also mechanically return them in a way that he can use the rally, so outside of range. Revenant Seekers are good for this. Dragon Ogres used to be really good for this because they had a big base. So they would put, like, let's say, out of a unit of six Dragon Ogres, when they could do this, they would have, like, four or five at the front and then one behind, and then they would kill the four or five at the front. You would use a command point to make them uh, immune to battle shock, and next turn you would start to rally them. Um, uh, so there you go. Uh, like, uh, really, really effective. Really, 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 really effective. Uh, okay, uh, and then he's also got the, um, the, uh, the, uh, Bottled Infernoth and the Runic Firewall, and that's really important because, because, uh, you can just get your grand strategy without even really needing to engage with your opponent, as we've discussed several times, as we've discussed several times, okay, that makes a little sense, um, uh, several times in the game. Uh, so, grand strategies, if you don't have to do them, as in go and achieve them, and you can just have one on the board. 25, not 28. 25, not 28. We'll talk about that on another show. 25, not 28. Anyway, hope everyone had a great time. Looked like a fun place. It was uh, in at the game night shop. Uh, it looks really fun. And if you're interested and you ever want to go to Missouri and you want to go to the game night shop, around the corner, uh, there's an antique mall and... There's a tropical uh, pet store, and they currently have a sale on fish. So something to check out. Pretty nice. Our second to final event was in England, and it was in Bournemouth. Uh, it was at the Bournemouth International Centre Roundabout, which is just a roundabout next to the Royal Exeter Motel. It's a pretty risky place to play Warhammer, but either way, uh, we had 40 players playing at this event, um, which, again, that would have been pretty, pretty tight to put them all in. Uh, but Alexander Wilkins was running the event, um, and uh, so this was Beachhead, and I think they had a variety of different events at this event. We know that the Titanicus Tabletop Tournament, or the Team Titanicus Tournament, or whatever it was, uh, with like 40 players have played there, so that's pretty cool. The event was won by, let me make sure I get the name right, uh, by uh, Chris Robertson. Chris Robertson was running a Cities of Sigmar list from Tempest Eye. He had a Battle Mage uh, with the Arcane Tome, um, and then he had a Rune Lord, and he had the Aspect of the Champion Tunnelmaster, but with, m importantly, with the Universal Prayer Scripture Curse, which is coming to a moment, uh, coming to effect in a moment. He had 20 Hammerers, 10 Iron Breakers, and 30 Iron Drakes, and then he had a unit of 
uh, Dracothian Guard Forminators, um, and he had a uh, unit of Achillean Morsar Guard. So those were allies, right? Yeah, dwarfs. Dwarfs won an event. Now, the Rune Lord adds plus one rend uh, to units, which is very useful, especially to the uh, Hammerers or the Iron Drakes when they're shooting at range. They've got the Soul Screen Bridge in the list as well, so when they're set up, which doesn't count as a move, you can be able to teleport the unit across the bridge, shoot, and then um, have two shots, because Iron Drakes, if they haven't uh, moved, they get to fire twice. Uh, the Achillean Morsar Guard can be a nice cheap screen, or they can go grab an objective, and uh, the Iron Breakers can make a nice screen as well. Uh, the Hammerers will do a lot of damage in combat, uh, and then uh, the Battle Mage uh, can go off and achieve some battle tactics. But it's going to be those uh, that unit of four Forminators that do a lot of the heavy lifting in this list. You're constantly having to worry about the threat range of the Forminators while getting shot by the Iron Drakes. Uh, it's a very mid-board army, uh, but he went 5-0 with it, and that's really exciting. Uh, and he should be super chuffed with himself. Uh, and then uh, four in a draw, uh, Mike Wilson, uh, Zinch Mike, was running. Uh, Daughters of Cain, uh, Dreitchi Ganethalist. He had, um, uh, like, he did not have Marathi. Uh, he, what he had was a Hag Queen on Cauldron of Blood, Slaughter Queen on Cauldron of Blood, Blood Rat Medusa, two High Gladiatrixes, two units of 30 Witch Elves, 10 Witch Elves, and two units of... Uh, Heart Renders, and then the Heart of Fury. Now, we talked about this last year. Uh, Jeffrey Mazura from uh, the Alliance Open uh, was already running this uh, a lot last year. The High Gladiatrixes make it so that the Witch Elves can hit on twos, wound on twos, um, which is really, really scary with the amount of attacks that they can do. And then the High Queens on Cauldron of Blood and the Slaughter Queen on Cauldron of Blood will obviously buff those units as well. So it's a lot of bodies to hold objectives, but it's also units that do a lot of combat. Um in here as well and then the two heart renders are going to achieve battle tactics very easily and jump across the board and then the blood rat medusa in the list had tunnel master so um i i think if i do the math right in my head i think he wouldn't have had to even ever touch his opponent to achieve three battle tactics on like turns one to three if i've done the like using the book tactics and using um, Tunnel Master to achieve one of the core tactics, uh, which is pretty interesting and part of an ongoing conversation from me. Um, uh, so yeah, great event. If you get the opportunity to go there, go check it out. A final event, a final event of the weekend was the War of the Spider God. Organised, organised by uh, Big Bobby Slimes at the TSN Arena. We had 14 players play uh, and it was won by Mr. Matt, more Matthew, sorry, Gouldsborough. Matthew, Matthew Gouldsborough from the Bad Moon Loons. Uh, he was running a Sylvan Athlist. Uh, it was a Heartwood Glade. He had a Lariel the Ever Queen, an Arch Revenant, who was the War Singer. And he did not have Tunnel Master. Instead, he had the Aspect of the Champion fueled by Gurish Rage. Then he had a Branch Witch, and he had two units of three Colonel Thunders with Great Bows, five Tree Revs and five Gossamin Archers, with a Spice Swarm Hive and Chronomantic Cogs. So Cogs, again, wildly effective for the Sylvaneth list, as it's got a lot of casts. Um, uh, very, very effective. Uh, and then he was just shooting stuff with the Great Bows and Alariel. I think at one point he killed Nagash with Alariel's spear. Uh, jumping around with the Tree Revs. Uh, and then the Gossamin Archers, uh, almost certainly he would have summoned another unit of uh, Colonel Thunters with great bows as well uh, from Alariel. 
so he's firing uh, nine Colonel Thunders with Great Bros a turn, then shooting Alariel's spear, running across the ball with Alariel, charging and retreating back. Uh, Gossamin archers blocking anything from attacking the castle. Uh, Spike Swarm Hive giving all the additional buffs. Uh, so very, very, very effective. Now, quite interestingly for Matt, if you did go and watch the first Masterclass about the Lumineth Castle, where we interviewed Matt about the Lumineth Castle, because he'd been playing it a lot and playing it really well, he played Mr. Math Mallow, who we also did an interview with, about uh, this, or a Sylvaneth list, which Matt and Matt, and Matt <laughs> played each other at the Nottingham GT. Uh, and then Matt since then, so Matt, who was Lumineth, is now a Sylvaneth player, but might be a Beast of Chaos player, I'm not sure. Um switched because he was like this is the way to beat it so that's quite interesting so if you do want to uh, listen and math Mallow himself has done really well with this list as well uh so uh real power from this list uh the event um foolishly the to uh, i got no respect for him at all personally uh was running the event and um he uh, made twists and turns the battle plan where objectives turn on and off as the fifth battle ra uh, battle plan terrible decision really really bad um, all of the players disliked it a lot. Uh, I couldn't, uh, couldn't, in good conscience, uh, encourage you to keep doing it. So don't. Just be really conscious of that. That's all I've got to say. Right. So where are we at? Where are we at? Okay, it's a great question. Um, we are uh, at the end of the stats show. Uh, now the stats website, uh, the stats website is currently down, but might be up by the time this video goes live. So do go check out all of the stats for the different factions on thehonestwargamer.com and click the stats tab. And you should be able to check out all the stats produced by Rob and Ziggy. Special shout out to both of those two people. Uh, what are my thoughts on the event, on the results from the weekend? Well, loads of different factions are doing well. We've had Firesayers do well, Sylvaneth do well. Um, uh, like, loads of different factions. And that's really exciting. Nighthaunt, we saw, uh, do really well. Daughters of Cain, but not Daughters of Cain. Uh, with Marathi and the Bow Snakes. Like, just a variety. Uh, Ineth Deepkin. So, a range of different armies, which is really, really exciting. So, that's good. It's good, healthy opportunity for different armies to win the game. We still, as of yet, I don't think I felt the impact of the new Beast of Chaos or the new uh, Gloomspite Gits book. So it'll be exciting to see how both of those two armies do shake up the meta and shake it up significantly. The common and obvious things are that we're seeing a lot of Tunnelmaster like, uh, as a aspect of the champion. That makes a lot of sense, especially when you look at how battle tactics work. We also have got to deal with uh, probably book tactics as being very common now at tournaments uh, and book grand strategies. This actually wildly imbalances the game in a way that we that's going to take a lot more than this little snippet of conversation to talk about. Uh, but uh, the game is effectively a game of scoring points, not engaging with your opponent. Um, and of course, if you talk to anyone uh, who plays at a very high level, uh, being able to play and not engage is far more reliable than having to play and engage because your opponent can potentially make it so that you can't do stuff and that's never good uh so that's quite an interesting kind of place like 25 points not 28 points talk more about that on another show uh, so that's really really interesting uh looks like there's loads of events around the world again we're picking up steam bigger and bigger events a uh, huge event in italy 83 players largest one we've had so far so that's really fun uh, lots of people traveling we had some people from the uk traveling over to the netherlands to play and a few other people from other places around europe going to the netherlands for their event that's really cool. Um, uh, we have uh, little little uh, events happening all over the USA. So loads of events happening all around the world. That's really fun. Love that. Um, yeah, that's it. Thanks to the chat for hanging out with me today while we did this. Hope everyone enjoyed it. 
and uh, talk to you soon. Bye. Uh, yeah, like and subscribe, probably, if you want.